Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I am your host, Ben Slinger, and with me as always is that other host over there, Trevor Scott. Hello. And we're not in the same room, though. <laughs> no, we're not actually in the same room. He's over, when I say it over there, I mean, you know, a few kilometers that way down the road. <laughs> um, so today, uh, we don't have any guests. It's just us. So we're just going to fucking riff on some click pitch and have fun. Click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one click, we will get a new word. It's a word we've never seen before. Obviously, that's what random means. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> based on that, we uh, come up with a game, an idea for a game. And uh, yeah, it's always it's always fun, no matter how it comes out. So let's do it. Three, two, one, click. Noisiness. Synonym. <laughs> <laughs> so do we just come up with a synonym for noisiness and use that as the prompt? Yeah, uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, clank, clatter, Loudness. clanging, um, ba- banger clang, bangerang. It's a hook game. <laughs> God. Get Rufio in. Rufio. All right. No- <laughs> <laughs> Noisiness synonym. Uh, so you're a kid trying to do your English homework while your younger siblings are in the next room, banging on pots and pans, having a food fight, yelling, Rufio. And uh, you have to, what, stop them, throw them out a window? No, I'm thinking you're, you're the siblings and, you're, and you're, um, your brother is doing his homework. Oh. And so, therefore, you get to make the noises. Okay. So, what's the challenge then? Are you trying to disturb your brother or, not, or trying to not disturb your brother? I think he's trying to disturb him. Okay. I mean, that's, that's part of the fun, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. how- how quickly you can actually annoy your brother. How quickly you can do it. Okay, so you've sort of got an open, well, not kind of an open world, an open house of of implements uh, that could possibly be used to make noise, and you have to figure out the what most effective way to do so in the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some of the other levels, you know, there's a bit of randomness to it, so maybe he's got his headphones on. So uh, you've got to work out a way of- Okay. Uh- so, are you are we, maybe to add a bit of challenge to it? Are you like a toddler, so you have to actually climb your way up to things to find new things to make noise with? That could be cool. Yeah, and I mean, as part I, of I, that, you could be making noise. <laughs> I'm picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing the the opening cartoon in in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where Baby Herman is like, yep, climbing things and just like kicking the drawers out as he climbs up the drawers to to try to chase the whatever it is the butterfly or something. Yeah, so you're just like clattering um, forks and things on the ground as you as you so, as you climb up to reach the really noisy pots and pans, the really resonant ones. So I'm really starting to think this may go a little bit unusual if if um, our toddler is trying to you know somehow turn off all the power so the lights go off so that's really annoyed your brother. So it doesn't necessarily have to just be noisy, but it can also be you know oh look we um. We no longer have any power because the fuse blew because I don't know maybe the toddler stuck a fork in the in the um <laughs> in the electricity socket. Uh yeah maybe I 
I, I kind of I feel like that might almost be too easy. Like, I mean, I guess it depends on the, on the level design and stuff. But you know, you could just spill something on his books or whatever. Like, I feel like it needs to be a bit more of a not quite as drastic as that. You know, if you actually do something too over the top, your mum comes in and spanks you or something. Not that I condone spanking children, but you know, for the sake of a cartoonish sort of video game. Um, no, it just picks you up and moves you into like a clock. Yeah, or something. Well, that's it. Like, yeah, you, you get a timeout. Maybe it can be multiplayer. Maybe he's got multiple siblings. Maybe it's twins, which I have experience with. <laughs> or maybe and an older, uh, yeah, and an, and an older toddler as well. You know, so you got, maybe as you, you come in as a teenager, you come in and, as a squad and three toddlers. <laughs> yeah, you come in as a squad and you just get randomly assigned ages, uh, and so you got different skills based on uh, based on how old you are. So you can reach higher things, but. Maybe you'll get harsher punishment if you're older. <laughs> so you have to be more careful. <laughs> so you have to sort of, uh, you have to come up with strategies around using your younger siblings to do the, the, the noisier things, but they don't have the dexterity, right? So, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the older, the older of the, um, of the toddlers, they'd be like your scout that can like walk into the room and open up the, open up the door and yep. do say, what you doing? They're, they're the ones who have the best chance of navigating the baby-proof locks on the on the kitchen yep. cabinets. Get a little um, mini game of <laughs> the idea of an unlocking mini game, except it's trying to get one of those fucking baby-proof things off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like Skyrim, you know, where yeah. you it's like you no, gotta put, move, no, you gotta move, squeeze the lock in pick and, and then, then pull. Turn and- yeah, squeeze in and then pull. <laughs> Like you, you got to reach in and and tuck the little <laughs> the little clip down. And- <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and obviously you got lots of different versions of them. I'm thinking that it can just be these quick, like five minute round sort of things. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take in- it doesn't take much to, to piss off a teenager. So yeah, is there going to be like a, a little noise level or an annoyance level meter on the side or something, or, bo- yeah, or both? Yeah, I think so. Like them, and the the more you can keep the noise levels high. The, the the faster the annoyance meter <laughs> rises. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that what could what could actually help with this is you know it's a randomized sort of um, randomized sort of level. So randomized house okay. that has um, sometimes there's an amplifier plugged in downstairs and sometimes there's not, and other times you know you the um target is wearing headphones other times he's using a computer other times he's you know at the kitchen table and- yeah maybe i was i was thinking of it more as a kind of like an i am bread situation where it, and, and that the main um comparison there is the, is just that it's set in a house as well really but in that you've got these specific levels where there's just sort of a ton of stuff lying around and it's kind of it's kind of a matter of finding the best line through that level to make the most noise as fast as possible but that they're a bit more handcrafted so you can really uh they can be laid out with certain strategies in mind uh that are possible i kind of like the idea of once it's once you've sort of use something too much that like something in the in the system basically goes yeah you can't use that anymore you've got to find a more yeah a more novel way of of going so yeah well maybe maybe they're like breakable objects maybe they just like you can only use them a certain amount of times before they just disintegrate in your hands it's a it's a common it's a common game trope <laughs> or, or they or they get confiscated by by the mum <laughs> yeah you use that too much and you you just see her striding over and snatches it out of your hands. She, ta- she takes the power cord away from the from the vacuum cleaner or something yeah. like that. 
Um, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's let's, let's do another click one. again. Three, two, one. Click. South. Semi-final. South semi-final. Okay. So it's a, it's a it's an actual good AFL game. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Um, um, yeah, I don't think that's actually possible to do a good AFL game. I don't know. I think um, I think if there's more than one developer attempting it, then maybe somebody could do something. But there's just I don't know AFL. I'm, I don't know AFL at all. South. So I mean, South. What I guess. Um, South Pole, uh, some sort of really winter games. So penguins what, got penguins and like polar bears and stuff, or are they the other? I don't, I don't know. They're playing the- AFL. <laughs> <laughs> penguins playing AFL. Um, yeah, I, you know what we need? Do you, did do you remember Caveman Olympics? Oh God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need another game Jeez, like you that. You just took me on a journey right then. <laughs> like- the, see that little thirty-second pause that was there. Uh, Trevor just went on a time-traveling journey, took him back to his childhood. Yeah, Caveman Olympics. We need a game that's that's just all these stupid mini games where you have to hammer the keys as much as you can. But it's set in the South Pole, uh, and you've got you know yeah you've you've got penguins and. Shit. Uh, seals. Um, what else could you have? Oh, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I just looked it up. There's no animals at the South Pole. They're all the North Pole. Well, not directly at the South Pole, I guess, is the issue. Eh, good enough. We'll just-, <laughs> just... No, no, I guess there must be- I guess there must be some down there, but- um, I mean, not Happy directly at the South down Pole. there. Yeah. Okay. No, I was looking at- I was looking at the South Pole itself, like the very, very South Pole. So, no. Th- yeah, okay. It's just Antarctica. There are animals there. This is just showing off yes. all the things I learned in school and then forgot completely. Um, so, yes. yeah, we have penguins and we have seals and things. Yeah, what sort of- what sort of games- what sort of games do they have? Are like, like something- like things like ice. Fishing. Yeah, okay. You could do like fishing- you have to deal with like ice slides, orcas, and things, <laughs> or maybe you just get a bonus if you're an orca. You can literally just dive in and <laughs> catch bunches of fish. <laughs> yeah, like kind of just, just they, they're kind of like the cheat code that you can put in, and you automatically win the fishing the fishing game. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe they're the just orca. a hazard. Like occasionally, as you're fishing, you'll you'll see an orca coming, and you have to like pull your pull your line back in before they just come and take all the fish that you. Or, or, you know, yeah, before they destroy your line. So you played Super Mario 64, right? Yes. You know how you got that um, level where you got to take the penguin down the ice slide and- Yeah, yeah. Go all the way down to the bottom. Okay, so instead it's like this massive field and there's like, you know, here's the start point at the top of this hill. There's the bottom point, you know, there's the finish point all the way down the bottom and- it's just a race to get down there as fast as possible. So it's kind of like what's that recent game that came out? The steep, steep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Um, so it's steep, but with but with penguins and seals and shit. And if you enter the cho- if you enter the cheat code, an orca, you know, an comes orca. down. And- yeah, <laughs> that's just the cheat code on all of them, even if they're not in the water or near the water. You just you just basically spawn an orca in the middle of the level and just kill shit. Yep. thrashes about. It's <laughs> so heavy, you know, down the ice slide, it'd, it'd be getting, you know, faster acceleration down the hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're pretty slick. Well, well, maybe maybe slower acceleration, but faster. Um, <laughs> like top speed. Faster top speed. <laughs> Higher terminal velocity. 
Uh, <laughs> anything else that you can think of? Any other games? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe you could do like you have to. Oh, well, maybe because this could be similar. Maybe it could be set in the sort of the same level. Uh, but instead of yourself sliding down and having some control, you have to start like a snowball or an ice ball um, that you just then have to push in a certain direction and at a certain, um, like with a certain amount of power. And you just watch it go down the hill, gathering snow and getting bigger and bigger. And uh, it's whoever makes it the furthest before it smashes into something. And <laughs> I don't okay. know. Yeah. I like that. One of the interlude games could be like a snowball fight. Yeah. Just between penguins and What was there? There, and was stuff. A, there was a game that had snowball fight in it. Oh, shit. Another uh, old DOS game. Yeah, it was another old DOS game. It was some like, it was something similar to this. And I feel like it was one of those ones that I like pirated and that level barely ever worked. He had to do something special to get that level to work or it only worked in some versions of it or something. And so, I barely got, I never got to play it. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing it as like one of those like skate or die sort of things. Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, 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 yeah. Or it ski w- or die. It was some sort of um yeah, it was it was some sort of thing where it was like a mini game or something in between. Yeah. Ski or die snowball blast. Was that it? I don't know. Yep. It's one of the parts in there that you could like have have like um snowball fights. Yes. Was- yes, 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 yes. You're like I'm just looking at a screenshot of it now. This is way off topic for our game, but that was it. You're like in this little igloo, like um, ice ice brick uh, sort of base, and you have to aim aim your oh snowballs at the, at the at the other kids, at the other people. That was it. This is a day. Welcome this is- to my ski shop. I'm Rodney. Yeah, I remember his that. His eyes <laughs> have totally like bugged out of his head. He's on um, a lot of drugs. Yeah. Oh man, this today's the day for like nostalgic old uh, DOS games. Awesome. Well, I think we should click again. Yes, I think so. Three, two, one, click. Emptying. Counter attack. So, what are you emptying? Yeah, so some sort of resource that um, that you need to carry around. Uh, maybe like some sort of gel. Maybe this. Maybe it's some sort of game where. You have to collect this gel because it powers your base. I'm thinking sort of a squad-based multiplayer or something. But yep. if someone comes, if someone starts attacking you, like one of one of your moves, is, this gel is also super slippery, and so you can, as a counterattack, drop this gel on the ground, empty out your reserves of the gel, uh, and use it up. But then, of course, you've risked not being able to power your base. Yep. You so know, it's risk versus reward. Yeah, risk versus reward on yeah, basically this thing is both the resource powering your base and you know, a potential powering weapon. Powering you and a potential weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So picture this. You know those classic capture the flag style setups yep. where you've got two bases and normally you're running into each other's base. Well, in this there's just a centralized area, like a Massively open area that can have maybe a few different, um, few different deposits of this gel. Mm. Is it naturally occurring? But They're like gel springs. Naturally occurring, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like you know a red versus blue of they all they all come in. They're trying to get the get the gel. Yep. But the ones closest to their to their sort of base are like the the really really small deposits of this gel. Yeah. But the ones 
ones in the center where you've got to like travel a little bit further and get closer to your um get closer to the other team. You know, they 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 were the really rich gel deposits are. Oh, so you, you know can what actually could be- Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And let's keep going down that. But uh, instead of just sort of being um just a first person shooter sort of thing where, you know, where we have this added thing of the gel. I feel like there hasn't been a multiplayer game with some of the kind of building aspects of something like Minecraft or like Factorio or where you have to you have to put different components together, uh conveyor belts and pipes and things to to come to some like to to solve a puzzle or to come to some conclusion. So uh, what I'm thinking is that you literally have to build a mi- like a way to mine this gel from these deposits, and obviously the closer ones, it's almost like I guess it's almost a real time strategy sort of thing. But you're you're having to you're having to place these these things in in the right place to be the most like to get it out the most efficiently. But of course, the other guys can come and destroy your stuff. Yep. So you have to be protecting it at the same time. And, you know, if, if you want to be really risky, like, you know, you, you might be able to quite easily set up a fairly efficient, uh, flow of the gel back to your base through pipes and conveyors. You know, it, it pulls up the ore on the conveyor and then runs through the machine that like breaks it up so that all the gel, you know, goes through the grate underneath and puts it into a pump that pipes, you know, pumps it through the pipe back to your base or something, you know, these sorts of components yep. and stuff. And and maybe maybe it comes in different forms even. Like, so, yeah, sometimes it is sort of embedded in an ore that you have to break up. Sometimes it's a naturally occurring spring where you have to build some sort of way to, to cat, capture it, catch it and, you know, pump it out. Oh, yeah, the, the harder stuff in, in, like, the in like the rock form, maybe you've got to actually heat that up to actually make it gelatinous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And you could have just different colour gels, you know, determining... Um, yeah, different different properties and things. Different properties and different things that they can actually create. They could be more um, valuable or they can, yeah, like, yeah, it could even be for different types of weapons. So, yeah, the end game is to, dis- is to destroy the other person's base, I guess... So it almost is a real time strategy, but I'm thinking it's 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 like first person squad based. Yeah. Where you're collaborating to build these systems. Uh yeah, to get these different gels and get it back to your base and or I mean, maybe you can even build out in the field, you know, we- things that will use the gel to construct weapons and stuff. Um mm-hmm. but of course, you know, they're they're gonna be less protected there, so it's a bit riskier. But it means you could create a f- sort of a forward base uh, with with some uh with some weapon stockpiles so how big is this central area is it like an absolutely massive area of of like you know maybe five kilometers by five kilometers no i think sort of because area? i don't think you'd want huge huge teams i think you'd want max teams of like four or eight so i don't think it can be a huge area and, and so i think it needs to be that it's pretty easy to defend particularly in the early game mm-hmm. so you can you know you can set up turrets and stuff that are fairly powerful and the thing is like the other team's not going to have super powerful weapons yet to destroy your shit so they could come and they can start sabotaging your stuff but they can't do a whole lot of damage because they themselves haven't been able to mine enough of the good ore that's like ex- that you can create fucking like explosives from and stuff and so it's about strategy and so maybe you can have you know the blue ore is really good for creating shields and stuff um and and but the red red ore is offensive sort of weaponry yeah or like red ore is like explosive sort of things green ore is maybe for like um like power like it'll power things up better or or power weapons like um laser weapons and things plasma weapons and so 
you know, if you, so there could be a real strategy over which one you focus on or which ones you focus on. So if you know that someone's going for like explosive, then maybe you want to go more for blue, the blue or the blue orbs. And you can just like put these great big barriers up everywhere that protect your shit so that they can't like take out a whole section of your, of your, um, assembly line at once. Yep. So, so it's almost like a, um, uh, scissors rock paper sort of scenario in which, you know, if, yeah. if they were, if say you went, you started going for shielding, but they went for, for power, they can actually bypass the shields. Yeah, exactly. Um, like maybe the plasma weapons or maybe, maybe that's the other way around. Maybe the, the shields are good against plasma weapons, but not good against explosives or something. Mm-hmm. And then the. Explosives are good against the plasma weapons. Uh, is that how it would be? Yes. Wait, the ex- have to be circular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, ex- said, you said that. All right. So the, shield, the, the shields block. Be- all right. The shields block <laughs> the. Well, I'm just trying to think what makes more sense for shields to block like plasma weapons or explosives. Like, which direction do we go in? <laughs> I guess. Like, no, I think I think maybe the explosives are good against the shields. Um, the plasma weapons. The shields are good. Ag- Against the plasma weapons, the plasma weapons are good against the explosives. Yes. Yeah. The shields can deflect the um can deflect the plasma weapons back at. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. But the plasma weapons also lets you build things like turrets, and that's good against the explosives. Be- just because, well, I mean, maybe certain turrets can even you know blow certain explosives out of the air because they're like slower projectiles, mm-hmm. and also you might have to get closer to use the explosives. Like you have to actually plant, you know, a. a-, a- you know, a, a bomb on the side of something, and so if they've got good turret coverage, then it's uh, it's going to be harder to to get in there. Okay. Yep. I'm I'm just imagining now that you know you can make a rudimentary trebuchet or whatever. <laughs> just, trebuchet. Like, yeah. 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 The, um- that could be cool too. Yeah. I mean, and maybe it's that maybe you can sort of multitask in that you. you you're obviously not going to just be mining one of them. And so certain things will take combinations of them as well then. So like maybe shields are also good for flinging things. So if you go with shield and explosive, then you can create some, yeah, some like trebuchet or catapult sort of weapons. Um, but if the other side's still gone with, with green, like with plasma, then they, they might have a really good set of just anti-projectile turrets that are just going to, you know, limit the damage that something like that can do still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like this. I feel like there's really cool things you could do with an, a construct, like a multiplayer construction game like that. Um, I'm thinking early, early game, you know, you've got sort of like, um, maybe one person's selected as the commander and they can assign jobs to people. Like you've got a couple of people on security. You've got a couple of people on, on scouting so they yeah, can go, perhaps. Up, go th- off and find. I think maybe that just, I think that's more around just to win, to do it well, you have to communicate with your team. Like it's like something like Overwatch or something, right? Like the team who does better is the, is the team who is going to delegate those roles better and make sure that they've got good coverage for, yeah, like scouting and building and yeah, security. Exactly. Like people who are good shots because this is still going to be a first person shooter like one of the things you can build with all of these different things with all these different gels are weapons yep. you know if you if you're mining the green stuff then you are going to have more sort of projectile style weapons and maybe that means you get a, a really sweet sniper rifle or or just like a, a blaster sort of thing you know the shielding one will give you things like a cloaking device or or an actual like personal shield so you can tank a bit more mm-hmm. and the explosive one will give will give you things obviously just like grenade launchers or or, or or rockets and stuff. The only reason why I was saying that having a commander being able to ex- assign these things is too often when I've played these games like I usually don't like talking to 
to random people <laughs> that I've never met before. And so there's never any like coordination. Like everyone just goes, I'm going to, I'm going to be a sniper yeah. or I'm going to be, I'm going to be the assault guy. And it's like, no one will choose to be the engineer. Yeah. Maybe you can assign classes in a sense. And also I'm thinking for like the building stuff, maybe certain class, maybe everyone or maybe just certain classes can put down like plans of what should be built, mm-hmm. you know, so, and so you sort of get the ghostly version of, you know, build all the, the pipes along here so that we can build, you know, a, a weapon construction machine here um, and put shields over here and whatever. Um, and everyone else can go around and start getting the resources they need to build that stuff. But you, they might delegate, they might, or they might designate one person to, to sort of plan it all out and, and say what needs to be built. I, I really think there needs to be quite a bit of area, though, that you got to send out people to scout because if it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. map every no, no, time, no, no, it'll need to be a f- it'll need to be a fair bit of area. So what, like maybe five hundred meters by five hundred meters? You know, that's not too big, but it's it's also even, big enough for even you to a actually- bit more than that, even like a kilometer by a kilometer. Because I feel like you're going to need a f- you, you can spread out a fair bit um, with these with these machines and these assembly lines and stuff. And yeah, you've got a few different mm-hmm. deposits around the map, so it could be that you know, um, on a particular map, everyone knows that the red, you know, or the the really um, the red deposit that's that's really rich is closer to the center. So they rush out there to like put down their turrets or whatever, or just to build their pipes up there as quickly as possible to like suck as much of it out before the other person can can build their machines up there to to start getting it themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe you can do things like yeah, you can go and build your machines to start you know digging digging up the ore and, and breaking it down, but you can also just go out there with a fucking pickaxe or like or the first set of explosives that you manage to do, you can just throw them in there and loosen up all the ore so you can start just like. Squirreling it away back to your base. <laughs> like you can have strategies around, you know, you, you're probably going to lose a lot of it in that case, but it might be better for you because you're going to get it sooner, right? Like you're going to, you can, you might get the edge on explosives, uh, because you managed to get even a portion of that rich vein, um, early mm-hmm. on. Ah, there's I'm so thinking much cool that the start positions. The start positions are also randomized. Like, you know that they're going to be on the other side to where you are somewhere, but it, um, you may be down in, say, the lower right, right hand corner. They may be in the lower, lower yeah. left, or they it could, could be, be a bit towards like the center somewhere. RTS maps, right? And I mean, I guess they still make real time strategies. I haven't played them in a long time. I am thinking back to fucking the old Command and Conquer and Warcraft 2 and stuff, but I kind of like the idea of, yeah. The the placements are randomized, and also if, if the if the all if the gel deposits themselves aren't completely randomized, then at least the types of gels that are in each deposit are. So you might know that there's yep. oh on this map there's always a large deposit right in the middle, but you don't know what type it's going to be. So you still have to send people out to scout it out and, and get the lay of the land, so you can kind of strategize on which direction you're going to go in. Maybe we should think about procedural generation. Then then you know literally. There's no such thing as a map. It's like every time that you come in, it's procedurally generated and, you know, where, where the start positions and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I like this. This is like, I think this is the, the first game we've managed to go this deep on and come up with actual, like, cool mechanics on to this to this degree. I really, if I actually fucking played multiplayer games anymore, I'd play the <laughs> shit out of this. That's yeah, really cool. I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Wildlands, so I've got that whole oh, this the that whole the big maps, and- massive area sort of yeah sort of yeah. thing going on. And then I've been watching a lot of player unknowns battlegrounds. Yeah. And I think we probably that did, looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the McElroys playing today? Is yes, that- I did. Okay, we watched the same thing. <laughs> 
I didn't watch that today. I watched that like two days ago or so. Right. Yeah. It was on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Well, then that's the sort of thing that that I'm thinking of where, yeah, it's this first person thing and you, 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 but you're doing these, these great assembly lines and stuff to, to build up all your resources. Yeah. That's, that's fun. I I think that'd be cool. Cool. Okay. Three, two, one, click. (laughs) Three, two, one, click. Fondness. Triple. Triple fondness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you got triplets. Oh, and you've got to decide which one you're, you're most fond of. Oh, f- <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, that's against the parenting rules, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've only got one kid. I'm very fond of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have three. Uh, Who's your favorite? <laughs> you're not going to trick me that easily. They might listen to this one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which one do you like the least? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, whoever's keeping me awake at that moment. <laughs> okay. Um so there's a fondness meter. <laughs> okay. In this game. Okay. I think we could go back to the the triplet meter. It's kind of kind of like what you Well, were- maybe it's not babies. Maybe it's like dogs or something. Cats. And or aliens. Or aliens. Alien yeah. triplets. Well, yeah, and, like some sort of a- And they get annoying and you know, you can it's kind of like um, oh, just trying to think of exactly what it's like. One of those like pet pet games. Yeah, pet games. Except you're looking after three three at the three same at time, once. and and like they fight each other, and they shit acid, and um, puke jelly beans. The idea for the game is mm. that in this world, everyone's got to take a an alien as a um okay as, as like a like an um, exchange sort of student sort of thing okay okay some deal that our government's made with an alien race that we made first contact yes. with they're overpopulated so and beca- because not everyone gets along it was decided a while ago that everyone gets 3 all right and then they decide based on that based on which one they like the most that's one they get to keep and the other and, 3 get killed and, uh, and the other you- 2 get killed <laughs> Well, yeah. That's what we find out at the end. It's really sad. No, the the, the, the one that you like eats the other two. <laughs> right. It becomes fully formed. Like, that triggers their next phase. It's all part of their life cycle. So, it's not it's not evil or anything. It's just <laughs> that, like, it's, in their, in their larval phase, they are three distinct beings. And then based on- It's actually like a- uh, It's an evolutionary trait. It's a survival of the fittest because they're three distinct beings with different- pro- Like, different um, personalities. And which, which- But we learned early on- Whichever- if- yeah, Whichever person- Like, whichever personality is thriving- it devours the other two and becomes the primary being. Yes. That's cool. I like that. And and it's it's one of these things that, you know, you immediately think, oh, my God, this is, this is so barbaric. But no, this is just the way this, this particular- um, Species. This yeah. particular species is actually, you know- Evolved. Yeah. Uh, evolved into. Yeah. And so- at the start of the game, you get this massive egg, and out come three, three aliens, and so you're you're having to try and do things to to try and get a bond going with this alien. Yeah, interestingly um, enough, well, it's when they come out of the egg, they're all attached by their tails. Um, that's again, that's just normal until their tails drop off. Yep, that'd actually add for some pretty cool cool mechanics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it a yank. They don't. They can't run away from you too far. Wish my take him wish, for a walk. Wish, wish my twins had leash. tails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. You know, you could actually have an interesting sort of not adventure game as such, but no, it's almost like, uh, almost like a 
a Sims yeah, sort of thing. or like an sort of like an Animal Crossing almost like a. I guess that's more generally about building up your house and stuff. But but you or it is sort of like one of those pet games in a way. They're almost like little Tamagotchis, but a lot more uh, complex in in the behaviors and in the the different things you can do. Um, there's lots of little mini games that you can play, and depending on what type of mini game you've chosen, you know, a different personality comes forward, and you know that you've got X amount of days to. To like get a real bond going with one of these, and you have to choose. Yeah, the bond so I mean, the mini games works. can because all- if you don't, if you, it turns out that if you don't choose the right bond, then some pretty bad shit can actually happen. Oh, okay. Oh, so there's a correct answer to this. Well, I'm thinking, say, your fondness meter said that you were you were really fond of personality A. Yeah, but personality B was actually the the proper match for for you. Then personality A would you know cause havoc. I don't know, Lots of fires and stuff in your house. and <laughs> So, maybe it's that, yeah, like, depending on how you treat each individual triplet in that first phase as well also affects, like, it's not just that the one you choose in the end that you're most fond of becomes the only personality in that final being. It's, it's an amalgam. Like, they're the dominant personality, but you mm-hmm. could have unforeseen interactions with the other person, with the other personalities if you haven't treated them right or if you haven't made the right sort of connections with them. Yep. So, you know, you've got, you know, you, you tend to like, um, more, you know, withdrawn, introverted, intelligent beings. And that's who you'd like to have as a child in, in the next phase, as it, or, you know, as your alien child. Uh, but that means you, you completely don't even interact with, you know, the more aggressive, violent one. Uh, and basically, you know, when, when they all merge, you end up with a really quiet serial killer because, <laughs> because that aggressive <laughs> tendency is then was not, was not nurtured well enough and channeled in the right way. <laughs> So it could be a really so, interesting so like in metaphor the- for parenting, actually. <laughs> it could, couldn't it? <laughs> you got to try and nurture the- these things because if they get, you know, if these personalities get too over the top, you know, they could actually end up dominating the um, the final personality. So you got to nurture it in the wi- in the right way. Be active because in these first, say, forty days that you've got with the with these triplets before you got to choose. You know how they say with kids, the the formative years are like the first three years. Yeah. Well, for these aliens, if you if you want to have a a well behaved alien, the first forty days are very important to make sure that. Yeah, yeah. Well, at this, all, all three of the personalities, this are, larval are phase, engaged like, at it's all just, times. It's a very specific thing. Um, that this larval phase is how their sort of final personality is, is derived. And so once they go through that merging process where one of them devours the other, and it's very graphic, <laughs> very. we're going to do some really good foley work with, oh, with, I'm, I'm with just imagining, meat and- I'm just imagining now- you have to actually like it's. It says you know when you do finally choose a personality, you must sit there and watch. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of the bonding experience. <laughs> like the you have to if you're gonna if if the new the new amalgam being is gonna um, imprint on you, you have to be there right <laughs> like during the process. <laughs> and it's really so- distressing because as much as this is part of their normal uh, growing up. The other two just scream like they don't want to be eaten, <laughs> and they look at you with their puppy exactly. dog eyes. Exactly, as, like, as oh the other God. one just like tears their Maybe limbs you let this off. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's great. Let's keep it. Let's keep yeah, it okay. Going. I think, <laughs> I think, that, I that, think came that came to a good, came to a good sort of uh, climax there. Three, two, one, click. Axe. Sensationalism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Axe. Sensationalism. How do you sensationalize an axe? Is it like the inanimate carbon rod on The Simpsons? Like, you have to come up with ways to market this axe? <laughs> uh, I'm just, oh, I'm just I wanted to meet the that axe. scene. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I mean, how do you sensationalize an axe? Do you, do you add extra blades? Do you, like, pimp out the handle? Well, you know how with, with razors and stuff, yeah, they, they keep on putting more blades. Well- as a lumberjack, because I'm thinking that we've got to go back to a lumberjack game at some point. I mean, stage. it's an axe that, yeah, lumberjacks use axes. Who else uses axes? Nobody, right? Axe murderers. Yeah, well, that's the mini game. Well, that's the end game, maybe. Well, well, hang on. Uh, so, axe murderers, he goes, oh, you know, with it, with it. Second or third extra blade, I could get a much closer, closer shave right into that neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, and it's not just like two blades on there. It's like the one blade splits into multiple blades. It's like a a, a bit of a fractal sort of thing going down, and just okay, each blade cool. does more of the cutting. <laughs> 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 it's, it literally looks like um, just a big version of. Of like a razor, you know, with the five blades. Yeah, yeah. how they're, they're all sort of just along the um, yeah. on the same line. But if you cut it this way, cut- then you can cut deep. <laughs> but if you cut it this other way, then you'll get nice, nice uh, bark shavings for when you just want to just when, <laughs> just when you just want to give it like a slight grazing for when you want to ring bark that tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the what's the fucking game here? Do you is is it just coming? Is it is it literally like? I'm picturing like a spore-style um, character creator, but all you can build is axes. Yeah, that's exactly where I was thinking. <laughs> you can put blades yep. on. You can put like decorative things on the handle. You can paint it and different look, colors. And look, axes are just the beginning. You know, you can oh, you, you can get to then, branch out. You know, branch Scythes. out to yeah to to any any other sort of bladed instrument, and you and you can you know come up with these crazy wacky contraptions right. like. I, I'm just imagining coming up with like a like a pinwheel, except it's got four axes on it. <laughs> well, so it's all like physically, uh, it's all physically accurate. So you can, yeah, you can put joints in. You can put, you can put gears. Yeah. You can put, so I'm picturing almost you know, like motors. You can just you can join a bunch of handles together with like hinges, and it's almost like a big whip with a with a blade on the end. <laughs> so you like swing it back and just swing it forward and just. Like straightens out and just that'd be really good for that guy who is afraid of trees. I'm I'm imagining two versions of the game now. Okay, so you've got you've got like the the typical mouse building, you know, using the mouse to build build these yep. things, but to actually test them out properly, yep. you've got the VR prototyping. Okay, yes, nice. So maybe what you could do is actually set up like a, a Steam Steam, Steam workshop, workshop sort of thing. Yeah, for if you don't have the um, if you don't. If you don't actually have have VR, yeah, then you just get to create. You can put it out the on the prototypes. workshop, and people can actually people can actually um, give you ratings based on how useful your your machine was. Okay, and, you know you got you got a basic first person shooter sort of test thing that you can do just with like mouse and keyboard or a controller. Yeah. But but the real the real test is you know when people try to use it in the um in the VR sim- simulator. in the VR simulator. You have to swing the thing and has to react the, the right way. 
be effective. So I'm thinking that kind of like a media empire where your company, you know, are trying to sell more more products, and if people are are actually receptive to your um to your idea yeah. on Steam, then oh, you know those ratings you that they've actually. Money in- Based on that, you make money in your Maybe game. Like procedurally, or if you don't want to do that, you can you can like have like the AI do its its sort of tests. Right, it just it, like analyzes it itself. Well, I was going to say maybe it like procedure based on based on what you've created, it procedurally generates an infomercial uh, that to, to sell <laughs> your new thing um or maybe that's part of the vr like maybe it's that you build this thing and then the people in vr are testing it out but as but part of the like that gets recorded and then gets used in the infomercial that's then generated (laughs) (laughs) nice great shots of this guy like swinging the huge whip axe and cutting a watermelon in half from like six meters away (laughs) I'm just imagining the recoil won't recoil when you pull back. <laughs> oh yeah, and the axe like just comes flying, flying towards you. Your face. You you meant to say oh, recoil then, but I think recall is recalls are probably going to be a big part of this game as well. <laughs> <laughs> I did say recoil. I said recall yeah. first, and then I'm like, yeah. that's because I had something in my. But I throat. think that when that recoil does hit you, then there are going to be a lot of recalls on that product. <laughs> <laughs> you have to deal with that. That comes into that's all part of the game. <laughs> and and the pinwheel. Well, maybe maybe you shouldn't have you shouldn't have made the axe out of a out of flimsy material so that like well, I, you take one uh, one swing and it's like just. Splinters. Well, I'm just thinking people are literally putting off as decorations, but then they're getting in trouble for all the birds that are getting killed because they're just like flying through these pinwheel <laughs> pinwheels of blades. <laughs> I'm just imagining windmills now, like massive windmills with like axes, axe blades, just, axe blades. <laughs> just a world where everything that's that's the end goal. Like you're this company, and all you can, all you have is all these fucking axe blades that you got cheap, and a bunch of handles and things. And the end goal is just that everything in the world is made out of fucking axes. Like you just take over the world as as a corporation, and you've managed. Hell, if you want, you can make axe cutlery. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, that you've got <laughs> you've just got little axes. <laughs> And little forks where each Instead fork is just an axe blade. <laughs> each time. Spoons, like you're having to pick up some drink. <laughs> drink fucking soup. <laughs> With a concave axe. Yeah, concave axe. But we said you had other blade types, so maybe it's like a sickle. You're just trying to balance it in the curve of the sickle and like drip it in. Oh Oh, man! I'm just I'm imagining what other things you could actually do, and it's then my mind went down the sex toy route, and I'm like, oh Oh, no, 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 no. that's it, game done. Let's move on. Three, two, one, click. What the fuck is that word? Click. What was your word? Uh, Diocese. Oh, diocese. Okay, yeah, yeah. So fuck that (laughs) bore. Bore like b o a r. Yes. Cool. Fountain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. No I'm just I'm just picturing lots of little wild pigs spraying forth. Um no, maybe it's this could be cool. Maybe it's like a kind of a sculpting game of some sort. Uh, where you get to build those like ornate fountains with you know water that sprays out of various pieces of them, 
like cherubs, but your characters are like bald, cherubs, penises, so therefore you can only use 